Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world, people sharing ways to improve your life. And Jonah, today we're speaking to two very nice people from the Hudson Valley Hospice, and Richard Trasino, who's the president and CEO, is in the studio, and he is joined by Kim Warner, who is the director of psychosocial services. And we're going to find out what all that means <laughs> right after these important messages. So stay tuned. I won't touch that dial. Alone, our reach is limited. No matter how great our intentions, on our own, we can only stretch so far. But at Rotary, we believe the right group of people working together can make our communities our world a better place. Rotary is a worldwide network of community volunteers dedicated to helping people in need. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary, humanity in motion. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell, and I would like to welcome you back to this edition of Radio Rotary. I'm joined by my co-host, Jonah Trebowasser. Good morning, Sarah O'Connell. Oh, my goodness. I need to drink my get-up-and-go tea or something like my that get up to, o- to my match get up. your energy level. No, 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 no. That, that's my official... Did your get-up-and-go got up and went? In mem- that's right. In memory <laughs> of Don Pardo. That's my Don Pardo voice. All right. Get ready for our guests. I'm going to bring them bring in because I, you're in your hand-bone mode. I've been in So radio. I'm warning the hospice representatives from the <laughs> Hudson Valley Hospice right here and now, Richard Tresino, who's the president and chief executive officer, and with him, Kim Warner, who's the director of Psycho social services. That is a mouthful. Welcome to Radio Rotary, Kim. Thank you very much. And Richard. Thank you. So the first thing we should ask is what exactly is hospice, Kim? Our agency services people with terminal illness in the community of all ages, and um, we help them medically and emotionally and spiritually. You know, most people, I think, um, aren't so much afraid of dying. They're afraid of being in the hospital at the end with tubes and being poked and prodded and all these heroic measures to try and not keep them alive, but try just to postpone the inevitable reckoning. And I think what you guys, Richard, are doing in hospice is just wonderful. Describe exactly what, uh, what people uh, do when they are in hospice. Well, first of all, hospice focuses on the entire family unit in, oh. in addition to the patient. Uh, so it's an individualized care plan. One of the things we pride ourselves in is to looking at the whole picture. And as Kim alluded to, the physical component, the medical component of care is very important. Uh, however, there are uh, issues within the family dynamic that our social workers are very skilled at also allowing the family to cope with. And if the patient uh, wants to consider their spirituality, we have uh, expert spiritual counselors that are well versed in all the various types of religion. Uh, but one of the fundamental uh, philosophies of hospice is to keep a patient comfortable and in a home-like setting and we try to do that whenever possible as long as we can manage that very safely in fact over 80 percent of our uh, uh, patients are in a home-like setting from the beginning 
to the end. Not necessarily in their own home, but it's not a hospital room. Right. They're residents of choice, so it could be their own home. It could be the home of uh, a family member. It could be a uh, an adult uh, care facility. It could be a nursing home. So wherever their choice of residence is, they we generally go to them. So Kim Warner, Director of Psychosocial Services of Hudson Valley Hospice, let's say... I get the the word from my doctor, you know what, you know, your, your, your time's up, you've got so many months to live, whatever, and uh, I don't want to be a burden to my family. I certainly don't want to spend my last days in the hospital with all the tubes and everything, and, and folks at home, I have the greatest respect for hospitals, nurses, doctors, our, ex- our executive producer is a nurse, and she's giving me dirty looks right now. But, you know, let's, let's face reality. At some point, you want to just be out of the hospital, surrounded by loved ones, so well, who makes that judgment call? Well, That's I, really I hope, what you're asking. I hope asking. it's the patient. No, and, and I'm asking, what are the steps that, that are taken? Somebody out there has just gotten that word. Okay. What, who should they call? Who should they talk to in your wonderful organization? Well, we have an admission department that will walk the families through whether they meet criteria of our program. Our program is an elected service, and uh, families choose to do this. We're on the spectrum of palliative care, and we help families and people be where they want to be, with whom they want to be, as comfortable as they can be. Kim, what is palliative care? What does that mean for our listeners that aren't familiar with that? Um, That term uh, refers to keeping yourself comfortable and not aggressively treating a condition. Right, but not so... So when your doctor tells you that all of the aggressive treatment has done what it can do and you still have your disease to manage, that's when palliative care steps in. And on the spectrum of palliative care, hospice is there for the um, last six months of of life. And the phone number they would call to uh, register? 845-485-2273. And do you have a website? We do. What is it? Rich? Yes, it's hvhospice.org. And folks, don't get so a pencil HV and paper. So HV stands for Hudson, Hudson Valley. Valley. So hvhospice.org. And we'll re- be repeating all the contact information throughout this broadcast. So get so a pencil and paper. You're in Poughkeepsie. You're in the city of Poughkeepsie. Is where your offices are located, your primary? Our main administrative offices are on Violet Avenue uh, in the town of Hyde Park. Uh, oh, okay. But we cover all of Ulster County and all of Dutchess County. So you service the region. We we service a big chunk of the area, the region. Uh, well, it, it it's uh, f- almost a half a million residents, mm-hmm. and uh, it's over two thousand square miles. And our clinical staff remind me of that every day. Now, now Richard Trocino, uh, who is the president and chief executive officer of Hudson Valley Hospice, you talk about the clinical staff would be uh, doctors, and of course, uh, Kim Warner, you're a social worker. Yes, by so, trade I am. So well, her, what, what ex- her title is, let me just yes. get, give this here, and all the initials Director too. of Psychosocial Services. So what does that mean? Well, I'm a licensed clinical social worker. In my um, departments, I help supervise the social workers okay. of both counties, the chaplains of both counties, our music therapy department, and our bereavement department. And Richard, what uh, experience do you bring to the table? Well, I've been associated with hospice since the late 80s. I was a volunteer board officer and and board committees for quite a while as one of my uh, 
community service uh, uh, interests while I had a day job with uh, Texaco uh, locally at the Beacon Research Center and then uh, the last four years of my career uh, down at Texaco International. However, in 2006, uh, as being the so-called retired guy, when there was an <laughs> opening, uh, and several uh, have done this before me, we pitched in. And uh, a few months later, I think the feeling was mutual that I'll stay on, and here's where I am today. And you've done a terrific job being administrator of the Hudson Valley Hospice, helping so many families and so many people. How many, how many people do you help in the course of a year, Kim? We may have on our program at one time about 100 to 130 patients at a time. We, um, in an annual event, um, maybe 800 to 900 individuals and So if a family calls, is there a cost to hospice? How, how is this funded? Uh, this, uh, if you're over 65, it's a Medicare benefit. It's an elected Medicare That's benefit. That's very good to know. I don't think everybody knows that. So that that Medicare does take care of some of the expense. And, and uh, all, all, all of, of it. Oh, yeah. oh, really? Under okay. 65 health insurance? Under 65, many people's uh, private insurances will cover it. Medicaid will cover hospice benefits. Hospice benefits include all of the medical services that come in, all of the social work and psychological services that come in. It includes 13 months of bereavement care after the death of their loved one, and it includes memorials. It includes um, any kind of uh, medications that are related to the diagnosis that we're serving. Well, now, you've said something I find fascinating, bereavement care for 13 months. Mm-hmm. Um, not to be sound cold about this, and of course I've, had, uh, I've lost loved ones in my time, but um, you would think that if somebody's in hospice that the family has got, as you say, six months to get used to the fact they're going to lose their mother, father, sister, whatever it is, uh, really, does it really sometimes take 13 months uh, for you to assist people? Oh, yes. People grieve for a long time. They grieve more than a year. Yeah. Two years is really the, the level of where the acute grief comes in. Mm. And sometimes people don't have the advance notice of diagnosis. There are, there are cases where they get it the diagnosis. Very quickly. And our yeah. people are on the program only three days, and then the death occurs, oh, really? and then it can be very well, you know, difficult. Um, we, we recently had, as a guest here on Radio Rotary, uh, Casey McDonald of the Hudson Valley Cancer Resource Center, and we were discussing uh, my Rotary Club lost uh, one of our real stalwart members uh, who got pancreatic cancer and went from being perfectly fine, and then three months later he was gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he had hospice the last two weeks of his life, and I know it made a big difference to him and mm-hmm. to his family and to his friends, you know, visiting him. As you said, uh, Richard uh, Trocino, President and Chief Executive Officer of Hospice, in a uh, homey-type setting. You know, it made a very big difference. So um, what got you interested in hospice, Kim? Long ago, um, I I thought that I would be a volunteer, and I did that um, before I went back and got my degree. And then my brother was a recipient of hospice care about 20 years ago before I came to this agency. So I saw it from the inside out. One of the things I would mention is that hospice has a national view, and yet there are differences in how it occurs in states, and it's different in how it occurs within each uh, regional That's agency. very interesting. So, yeah. so that's okay. one of the myths I'd like to clarify, is that people's experience in different places will be different than how they Because assumably, it, your philosophies or practices with, um, in the Hudson Valley are reflective of being in the Hudson Valley. Mm-hmm. And we're going to yep. find out more about hospice and the uh, great service 
services they offer in the Hudson Valley from our guests, Richard Trasino, President and Chief Executive Officer of Hudson Valley Hospice, and Kim Warner, uh, Licensed Social Worker, Director of Psychosocial Services in just a moment. But first, let me remind our listeners that they're in tune with Radio Rotary on the air and around the world by podcast on iTunes and at RadioRotary.org. My name is Jonah Boss, and my co-host is the effervescent Sarah O'Connell. Our very special guests today, Richard Trasino and Kim Warner of Hudson Valley Hospice. And Sarah, who keeps us healthy on Radio Rotary by sponsoring us this week? Well, Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by JGS, your essential partner for all of your accounting and business consulting needs. You can call them at 845-692-9500. And by Salisbury Bank & Trust, your local bank for all of your personal, business, and wealth management needs. Visit them at SalisburyBank.com and by the featured Rotary Clubs of New Paltz, Patterson, Philmont, Pleasant Valley, and Poughkeepsie, Arlington, New York. And we'll be back with more Radio Rotary after these important messages. Hyde Park Rotary sponsors a Hudson Valley Holiday Spectacular, Sunday, December 7th, 3.30 p.m. at the FDR High School. It's going to be music. It's going to be dance. It's going to be great. Tickets in advance are just $14 for adults and $10 for seniors and students under 12. For information, call 845-802-3703. That's 845-802-3703. Hyde Park Rotary's Hudson Valley Holiday Spectacular. Be there. Salisbury Bank and Trust offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and trust and wealth management services. With locations throughout the tri-state region in Dutchess County, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, Salisbury Bank is your personal bank in your community. Making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Check us out at SalisburyBank.com. That's SalisburyBank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, CPAPC, is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845 9-2-9500, or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. Welcome back to this edition of Radio Rotary. I'm Sarah O'Connell. I'm your co-host. And today I'm joined by Jonah Trebwasser, the other co-host of Radio Rotary. Say hello, Jonah. Hello, Jonah. And Jonah, we have been chatting with, and it's been a very informative chat, I have to say. I've learned quite a bit uh, um, with representatives from the Hudson Valley Hospice organization. We're talking to Richard Trasino, who is the CEO and president, and to Kim Warner, who is the director of psychosocial services um, right here in our region. And we've learned some new things about hospice. But one thing that we did want to clarify um, is how uh, hospice is, is a uh, national organization, but then within each state and then within each region 
region, it can be it's uniquely run by the needs and reflection of the community that it exists in. And we're fortunate to have uniquely dedicated individuals in Richard. We Trusino. really are. Welcome back, Richard. Thank you. And Kim Warner. Welcome back, Kim. Thank you. So just for anyone who may have tuned in late, explain briefly again, what is hospice, Richard? Hospice is a plan of care that is chosen by the individual if they are, are medically uh, uh, diagnosed with less than six months to live, and curative care is no longer really effective. So it's trying to get them uh, out of the hospital and away from the tubes and the, and, the, and the needles and into something where they can be as comfortable as possible. Um, and still have family and friends around them. That's correct. And a whole hospice care program not uh, doesn't only focus on the the physical. It it looks at the patient from a uh, their medical needs, their uh, emotional needs, and their spiritual needs if they if they want to choose to. Uh, but it also looks at the family and that the support for the family is an integral part of this individualized plan of care. And we try to keep them in their home-based setting. As much as possible. And and an interesting note, too, um, the hospice is um, uh, it's covered by most insurances. That's true. And in addition, people have more choices. For instance, one quarter of our patients uh, uh, have served in the military. And sometimes the military benefit provides even more than a Medicare choice. So we try to make sure that patients have know of all the options they need to make the choice. And of course, there's also um, psychological services offered by Kim Warner, who's a licensed uh, social worker. Um, I guess that you're trying to cope with people who may be profoundly depressed, knowing that uh, their days are numbered. Well, certainly sadness is part of coming to terms with the fact that you need to start to say goodbye and you're starting to have some losses physically. Mm -hmm. And we try to support families emotionally in all realms. Different people in different parts of the family may have different emotions, and we help them negotiate and decision-make. And um, we really push to have our patient be the one who drives what they want, where they want, who they want to be with. Quality of life is really our focus. Now, the where you want point, uh, point is, is very important. <laughs> uh, I know you're, you're located in Poughkeepsie, Kim, um, and the phone number for people who would like more information is? 845 485 2273 and, and ask for our admission department. And the, now I uh, want to highlight yeah. that we're not just in Poughkeepsie. Right, that's what I wanted to get to. Okay. Uh, even though you're in Poughkeepsie and you have a website which is hbhospice, dot org. Mm -hmm. And folks at home get a pencil and paper. We'll repeat that a couple of times before the close of the show. But let's say now I'm from Red Hook. Uh, my friend here, Miss Sarah O'Connell, uh, her club is in Millbrook. If people are w within the sound of our voice, there's something local for them, isn't there? Absolutely. And it's always worth a call to the admission department to hear what what we can offer them. If it, this is the, the right moment to pull hospice in, it's a choice. And the more information they have, the more able they're able to decide what's best for them. So you mentioned that it's geographically based. So that that's just talking about how you do have other locations and you do go to the patient or to the family. Our correct? locations are really our offices. That's not where the work occurs. occurs the work occurs within the patient's home, whether they're in the nursing home, whether they're you in go, patient. You go we to go them. to them. 
the team, the clinical team goes to them. That includes a nurse, a social worker, um, a chaplain if they want, a music therapist if they want, a home health aide if they want, a volunteer if they want. These are all the choices, sort of a menu of them mm-hmm. to select of what meets their needs. Let's no. talk a little yeah, bit about therapy. the music therapist. What it, what it, how, how are you wrapping that into um, this process? This is a specialty that our agency offers. It's not re- uh, required by regulation. Our agency is quite invested in this pr- service. It is uh, under the realm of emotional support. We have music therapists that go into the home and do legacy work. We do um, life review work. Let's, we let's explain to our listeners what legacy work means. Sometimes okay. a patient wants to um, leave inf- uh, an imprint to their family. We've had a gentleman write a song to his wife as a goodbye a song. We've had um, a family maybe intergenerational where there's grandchildren and the grandfather want to record some of the songs of their heritage together so that they would have those recordings So you're later. creating uh, memories then for, yes. for the people who are left. Yes. After the after their loved one passes. So mm-hmm. music therapy, um, that's a specialized thing, just like you're a social worker and you have special training. Yes. It, it's, a, it's a new industry, really, a new field where they become licensed in New York State. Mm-hmm. We have one of the first licensed ones here mm-hmm. with us. Um, we have students from all over the country that come in and work with us and service our families. Now, Richard Trasino, President and Chief Executive Officer of uh, Hudson Valley Hospice, you mentioned... Um, uh, dealing, working with vets. You have special programs for vets. Absolutely. Uh, there's actually two programs that work together. Uh, first, we're part of a, a hospice veterans partnership uh, run by the Veterans Administration, and we're very proud to be part of that. In fact, uh, several of our staff have been uh, community co-chairs of the regional organization. And also, there is a national hospice program called We Honor Veterans that have standards of care and different levels. And uh, just last month, uh, I received notice that we've achieved the highest level, level of four stars, into this program. And that ensures that the standards of practice that we we help veterans with is the highest it can be. Well, that's terrific. Congratulations. Yes, congratulations. What about the financial aspects? I know you say that hospice is covered by Medicare and many insurance. Uh, uh, programs, um, but let's uh, talk about uh, the funeral expenses and, and dealing with the estate and things of that nature. Do you follow up with that, or is that handed off to other people? That, that's handed off to other people, but what we do do as a community-based non-for-profit and part of our articles of incorporation is that we we provide the community with knowledge, uh, and, and we've recently had some uh, programs out in the community for advanced planning, advanced directives. What, what do you want if you can't make your medical decisions, what do you want others to make for you, as well as for planning for the future. And this must be an example of how uh, this hospice chapter is unique based on where it exists type of thing. Am I wrong? Uh, no, you're very right. There are uh, right now over 4,000 hospices in the, in the US United States that are independent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are, uh, in fact, we have a long history been being in uh, operation for over 35 years uh, in fact in 1982 we were uh, 
one of the first 155 hospices uh, uh, that were freestanding. And uh, as soon as the benefit for Medicare came about, we were we were uh, certified. So mm-hmm. we have a long history of service in this. Here in the Hudson Valley. Yes. Now, the, um, the seminars you spoke about, uh, they would be, uh, those dates and uh, t- subjects would be on your website, I presume, Hudson Valley, hvhospice.org? That's right. And in fact, uh, we are running a series called Consider the Conversation. It's a special film, and it'll be shown around the two counties so that the the venues change. But uh, essentially, it is to think about the the things nobody likes to think about, that, but it should be, be thought about and they should plan for. Uh, so consider the conversation is the key word, and we'll have that on the website for the next showing. Okay, Which is HB, very good. HB Hospice, H-B-H-O-S-P-I-C-E dot org. Uh, now, Kim Warner, uh, you are Director of Psychosocial Services for Hospice. Uh, you started out as a volunteer. Um, you had family members who were in hospice. Uh, tell the folks at home uh, who might be concerned that, gee, you know, if I keep dad in the hospital, I'll, I'll have him for another month. Um, if the doctor says, you know, you've got six months to live and you're therefore you're available for hospice, should they try and keep him going for seven or eight months in the hospital with all the intervention? Or is it is it better to have uh, a higher quality of life surrounded by friends and loved ones in what looks like your own living room? Well, that's the judgment call that the patient and family need to have. Right. And having all the option is the important part. When they um, look at what is what is it that they want and where do they want to be and who they want to be with. If it's a choice of not being in the hospital and to be most comfortable at home in their own personal surroundings, that is where we step in and help. We're set up to help the caregiver. We don't become the caregiver. We're a support system to the caregiver. I think that's a really good point to make. And and in the 30 seconds we have left, you have a program called Heart to Heart, which is terrific because you guys have really big hearts to help everybody in in these (laughs) great times of need. Tell us, Richard, quickly, what is Heart to Heart? Heart to Heart is a collaboration with the Hudson Valley Heart Center and Dr. Joe Lyons, uh, Jim Lyons, pardon me. Uh, but it focuses on the unique needs of those with end-stage heart disease and keep them in their home with comfortable but very advanced protocols. Oh. Well, Richard Trusino, President and Chief Executive Officer of Hudson Valley Hospice, and Kim Warner. Licensed Social Worker, Director of Psychosocial Services. Thank you for everything you're doing for those in need, and thank you for joining us this morning on Radio Rotary. Thank Thank you for having us. It's our pleasure. And Miss Sarah O'Connell, who has the pleasure of sponsoring us this week? Well, Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by JGS, your essential partner for all of your accounting and business consulting needs. You can call them at 845-692-9500 and by Salisbury Bank and Trust, your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at salisburybank.com and by the featured Rotary Clubs of Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulster, Wallkill East, and Warwick Valley, New York. For the entire Radio Rotary team, our producer, Kathy Kruger, my co-host, Sarah O'Connell, and the genius behind the buttons, Mr. Jay Verzi, our engineer, this is Jonah Trebowasa thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this very same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, radiorotary.org. 
Hudson Valley Rotarians invite you to support Shelterbox USA as they provide disaster relief aid for victims around the world. Shelterbox disaster response teams are on site assessing people's needs and ensuring that your invaluable support goes directly to those who need it most. For more information and to donate, go to shelterboxusa.org. That's shelterboxusa.org. 